0: 30 Av, Lamed Av, Tzaddik, His Conversations, 544. The Rebbe said, When a person is close to a true tzaddik for many years and attends to his needs and listens to what he says, he may hear all kinds of remarks and conversations and stories that seem to him to have no relevance to him nor anything to offer him in the way of spiritual guidance. With the passage of time, however, he may eventually come to realize how to derive the most valuable spiritual guidance from all the different things he heard long before. He will then see how every word he heard, even many years earlier, has the greater relevance to him, and he will be able to derive inspiration from every single one. He will finally understand and say, So this is what my teacher was hinting to me then. With each new situation he finds himself in, It will dawn on him how everything he heard long ago contained all kinds of wonderful hints and guidance if he just thinks carefully about everything he heard. The Rebbe illustrated his point with a story about a certain well-known tzaddik whose household included someone who was very simple, what they call a prostik. This man attended the tzaddik constantly and heard a great deal from him. But he understood nothing and did not see any relevance in what he heard. Nevertheless, he had great faith in the tzaddik and his holy words, even without understanding their true meaning. He would just stand there and attend to the tzaddik's needs with complete sincerity. After many years, the tzaddik died. The man then started remembering all kinds of things he had heard. In every situation, he found himself remembering something the tzaddik had said, and would say to himself, So this was what the tzaddik meant. What he said on such and such an occasion was a hint. With each new development, he understood in retrospect what the tzaddik had meant and what he had been hinting at all those years before. Now he understood. This man became deeply pious and God-fearing, and he was accorded great respect in the town of the tzaddik. He became the leader of all the sincerely religious people there, and they all followed Rabbi Nachman's him. Wisdom, His Wisdom, 261. Idolatrous skepticism is a blemish of faith, causing harsh decrees to descend upon the world. For when idolatry exists in the world, there is anger in the world. This is the concept of God's name, Elohim, the name expressing harsh judgment. It is written, for a sun and shield is God the Lord, Havia Elohim. Psalms 84:12. The name Elohim is the moon, a shield that eclipses the sun. The Talmud teaches that God says, in this world, my name is not read as it is written. It is written Havia, the tetragrammaton, and read Adonai. But in the world to come, it will be both written and read Haviah. Sachem 50a. This is because the moon is incomplete, resulting from a blemish of faith. The written name and the spoken name cannot be the same, for the sun has never seen the blemish of the moon. Rosh Hashanah 23b. The written name is the written Torah, and the spoken name is the oral Torah. These are the names Havaya and Elohim, the sun and the moon. This is the meaning of for a sun and a shield is Haviah Elohim. Faith is the moon. When faith is lacking, the moon is blemished. The written and spoken names of God cannot be the same, for the sun cannot see the moon's blemish. Regarding the world to come, it is written, God will be one and his name one. Zechariah 14.9 The moon's blemish will be remedied, and God's spoken name will be Haviah, the same as his written name. The greater a person's faith, the more the names Havaiah and Elohim are brought together and unified. They become included in each other, as in the future. Jacob is an aspect of the sun, Lekutei Moharan 1.1. This is the name Haviah. Isaac is the moon, the name Elohim. It is written, Jacob dwelled in the land of his father's sojournings. The aspect of Jacob is unified and dwells with the aspect of Isaac, Havaiah is unified with Elohim, the sun with the moon. This is the aspect of Havaya Hu Ha Elohim, God is the Lord one Kings eighteen thirty nine. Jacob dwelled in the land of his father's sojournings in the land of Canaan. Kanaan has the same root as hachna'ah, submission, lowliness. Lowliness results in faith, which in turn leads to the above unification. These are Jacob's offspring, Joseph. Joseph is Yosef, addition. This is Tosefet Shabbat, the minutes and hours we add to Shabbat. Shabbat is what makes us worthy of humility. We then can attain perfect faith, the correction of the moon's blemish, the unification of Jacob and Isaac, Havaya and the, the Aleph Elohim. Bet Book. Repentance. A. 1. Fasting is beneficial for all things. 2. A person who is devoid of good deeds cannot get others to separate from their evil ways. 3. Fasting is harder on the body than the sword. 4. Repentance should ideally entail the very same thing through which one sinned. 5. When a person thinks to himself, By doing this and that, I will achieve such and such. His thoughts will not materialize. 6. Exile atones for everything. 7. When a person is humble, it is as if he offered all the various sacrifices. 8. Anyone who confesses his sins has a share in the world to come. 9. Whoever teaches Torah to the son of a fellow Jew... It is as if he created the child, created the words of Torah, and also really created too. Lesson number 32, 4. This jealous spirit of Mashiach rests upon the face of the Torah, that is, upon the holy books that reveal the faces of the Torah, as in, the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters, Genesis 1-2, water being the Torah. Now, this jealous spirit can also spoil the peace that reigns between the upright man and woman, because however holy they may be, their coupling still takes place in this world. This is why the great tzaddikim conceal their books, and sometimes they burn them, so that the jealous spirit of Mashiach that rests upon these books will automatically depart from the world, and in turn it will not spoil, God forbid, the peace that exists between this upright man and woman. Now, a Torah book is identified with the name of God, Zohar one37 37b, and it is associated with My name which is written in holiness, Shabbat 116a. When the tzaddikim conceal or burn their books, the obvious logical conclusion is then drawn on high. If the Torah said, My name which is written in holiness, which in our context refers to the holy Torah books, should be erased for the purpose of bringing peace between a man and his wife, how much more should the books of the heretics, which bring hatred and strife between the Jewish people and their father in heaven, be erased, destroyed, and uprooted from the world? Thus it emerges that when the holy books of the true tzaddikim are lost, this indeed brings good to the world, in that many heretical books are also destroyed and uprooted and it is then possible to draw close to God. Lesson number 33. 1. Every occasion for joy, such as a wedding or a circumcision, is merely transient. If a person would look at the outcome of each thing, there is really no joy in the world at all, because the end of man is to die, brachot 17a. But if a person would look at the outcome of the outcome, then he would be very happy indeed. For the final outcome, in other words, the ultimate purpose and goal of everything is Rabbi stories, the thief. Meanwhile, the thieves were being sought, but they could not be found. Finally, the king ordered that an announcement should be made, that whoever had perpetrated the theft should come out, and he would not be harmed. The king felt that he had to satisfy his curiosity as to how the garments were stolen. There were many people around him talking about the case. Finally, the poor man came and asked the people what they were speaking about. When they told him, he said, What's the fuss? The one who stole will return. The people rebuked him. When he asked a second time, they rebuked him again. Beggar, you deserve to be killed. It is being said that you know something about the theft. Yes, replied the poor man, I know who the thief is. If you know, then you must tell, they said. I will tell, he replied. The poor man came to the king and said, I know who the thief is. I would very much like to see the thief, replied the king. I am he, said the poor man. The king kissed him and asked, How did you do it? The poor man told him the entire story. They caught the other thief, and he had to return the second garment, which he had. The king then said to the poor man, I would like you to play a similar trick on the archbishop, since I am very angry with him. The poor man said, Give me a set of vestments like the archbishop wears during his service. I will also need a large number of turtles captured for me. Besides that, I will need many candles. Letters, Year 1, Letter number 212 After I wrote this letter, your letter arrived, sealed with your stamp. I recalled that I had received another letter from you before Hanukkah, and I took it out and read it again. All your letters speak the same language. They cry out sorely over the bitterness of this world, which is so full of the pain that overtakes each person. It is never the same for any two people, but everyone suffers great bitterness. All the different kinds of bitterness that every individual goes through, whether in body, soul, or money, All emanate from the all-inclusive evil, the desire which includes all others, which is referred to in the verse, Ecclesiastes 7.26, I find this woman to be bitterer than death. Her heart snares and and traps, and her hands are shackles. But you and I have this to rejoice over. We know about the salt that sweetens the bitterness of the world, about which it is said, if it were not for the salt... The world would be unable to endure the bitterness. See one twenty-three. Even if you are suffering very greatly, my dear son, you should encourage yourself with this fact alone, that at least you are feeling the bitterness, and this is why you are crying out so much. For the very bitterness you are experiencing is, a res- is the result of the eternal covenant of salt, which sweetens the bitterness. And precisely because the bitterness is being sweetened, you are feeling it all the more. It is just like all types of medical cures which are very often harsh and painful. When the bandage is placed on the wound, it starts to hurt even more. For it is known in the science of healing that the illness and its cure are like two opponents, and that there is a fierce battle raging between them. The illness sees that the patient is trying to cure it by taking some medicine, or by applying some kind of bandage from the outside. Therefore, as soon as the medicine begins to take effect in its effort to drive off the illness, the illness immediately rouses, as it rouses itself in a mighty counter-effort against the medicine. This is why it is very difficult to determine exactly the right way to cure something, and it is also one of the reasons not to make use of doctors. Precisely the same principle applies to spiritual sicknesses, only much, much more so, because the greater the person, the greater his evil urge, so that whenever a person makes an effort, great or small, to fight against the sickness of his soul, the opponent then mounts a commensurate counterattack from within and without. This is the reason that so many countless people have stumbled and fallen away. Our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory has already spoken about this at great length and he has strengthened every single person very much with the most wondrous encouragement and inspired us with precious gems of wisdom. Thank God that we have a doctor such as this, an absolute master at healing our souls completely and right up to their final end. Besides his precious cures, his great power itself surpasses all else. God illumined my eyes just now as I was writing, and I was able to write these words wondrous, new, straight, and true. There is still much more in my heart to say about this, but it is impossible to express it in this context. Besides, time does not allow it. This will suffice for now to give life to your soul forever. A wise person will hear and draw instruction. Fortify yourself, my son, and be strong. Believe in yourself and that your hope is not lost. Your efforts will not go unrewarded. Just fortify yourself with the utmost determination in prayer and supplication always. Then you will have delight forever and for all eternity. Nusan Rib Letters, Year 2. Letter number 464. With thanks to God, Tuesday, Ekev 5604, Chirin. Peace, life, and all good to my dear beloved son, the learned Reb David Svi, may his light shine. How very pained I am, my beloved son, that I did not receive a single letter from you about your good health. I received a letter last Sunday from my son Rabbi Yitzhak, may his light shine, but he did not mention you specifically. He only include, included you together with the rest of my family. I am quite pained about this, and I am longing for a letter directly from you. Therefore, be certain to send me a letter at once. May God return you to your full strength and may He save you physically and spiritually in all that you need to be saved. Just fortify yourself really determinedly to keep yourself happy and to cast aside your bad thoughts. Do not think a lot at all. Just pass the day with the three prayer services, Torah study, reciting Psalms and converse at least a little with your Creator. You should also converse with others about whatever subject God presents you with This will help open your mind. Then, most likely, the conversation will turn to the Tachlit, the ultimate goal, and you will speak about the greatness of God, which He revealed to us through our holy, awesome Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of holy, sainted memory. His thoughts are very deep indeed, and His greatness is unfathomable, so that there is hope for your final outcome too, my dear son, no matter what, no matter what. There is a great deal to say about this. But there is simply not enough time because the post leaves soon. The words of your father, waiting for your salvation and to hearing all good from you. Salvation is in God's hands. Shimon Hatzadikim Rabbi Yitzchak bar Redifa, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Chanina Yitzchak Sechora, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Kapara, Rabbi Yitzchak ben Katsarta, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Gufta, Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi Yitzchak bar Avin, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Ashian, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Zeira, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Bisna. Rabbi Yitzchak bar Rav Yehuda, Yitzchak baray de Yehuda bar Yecheskel, Rabbi Yitzchak baray de bar Barhana Yitzchak Talmud Rabbi Papa, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Rav Mesharshia, Rabbi Yitzchak baray de Rav Rabbi Yitzchak Karitzpa, Rabbi Yitzchak ben Levi. Rabbi Yitzchak demin Kartignon, Rabbi Yitzchak Hakohein, Rabbi Yitzchak Ravia, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Naphtali, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Savrin, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Simon, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Tradion, Rabbi Yakim ish Tadir, Yakim ish Tzrorot Rabbi Yirmiya ben Elazar, there were two, Abba Yirmiah. Rabbi Yirmiya Bar-Aba Rabbi Yirmiya bar Tachlifa, Rabbi Yirmiya Di Shabsav Rabbi Yirmiya, there were two Rabbi Yisachar Di Kfar-Mandi Yirmiya Bar-Acha Rabbi Yirmiya bi acha Rabbi Yirmiya Mi-Gufta Rabbi Yirmiya Mi-Difti Rabbi Yirmiya bar Rabbi, Khanina, Rabbi Yirmiya di Romia, Rabbi Yirmiya Safra Rabbi Yirmiya Raba Rabbi Yishavah has Rabi Rabbi Yishavah haruge malchot. Bar Rabi Rabbi Yishmael ben Pabi cohingadol. Rabbi Yishmal ben Elisha cohingadol. May asara haruge malchot. Rabbi Yishmoel Stam. Rabbi Yishmal ben Hanania. Rabbi Yishmal ben Oshel ben Baroka. Rabbi Yishmal ben Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria, Rabbi Yishmal ben Elazar. Rabbi Yishmael bar rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yishmael ben Kimchit ve'achiv y'shevav, kohanim gedolim. Rabbi Yishmael ben Satriel or Katriel me'arkata delivna. Rabbi Yishmael ben Gamliel, Rabbi Yishmael Shazuri, Rabbi Yishmael ben Zirud, Rabbi Yishmael Aviv shel Rabbi Yanai, Rabbi Yishmael bar Nachman, Rabbi Yishmael Ishk faryama, or Diyama, Rabbi Yishmael ben Yehoshua. Rabbi Yishmael Bar Yaakov Bar Acha Rabbi Yishmael Avui de Rabbi Yudan Rabbi Yeshaya Rabbi Prayers Tata. 2 Prayer number 39 On the Kutai Moharan 2, 78 Master of the world, Filled with compassion, You know the state of the Jewish people now, At the end of this bitter exile, Which will soon come to an end. Every day... Every hour and every moment you look forward to the coming of our righteous Redeemer. The souls of your nation, the house of Israel, yearn, pine, and long for you, and desire to serve you with a fervor of the soul that never existed before. But the evil one has committed himself to the length and breadth to profoundly mislead the world, and has injected great dispute into the world. There has been great dissension among Torah sages, and many corrupt people of your nation rise up, to bring about a vision, but they will fail. Even among the true Torah sages, there exists dispute and great confusion, so that no one knows where the truth lies. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. May we have no part in disputes against the tzaddikim and truly worthy people. With the undeserved kindness that you bequeath, shine the ultimate truth on us, so that we will recognize the true Tzaddikim and worthy people in this generation and come close to them and be connected to them. May we truly go in their ways with complete simplicity and faith, without any of the futile cleverness that is common in the world at present. May I constantly attain great joy by means of simplicity, wholeheartedness and complete faith in you, in your holy Torah, and in your true good and simple Tzaddikim and those who fear you, people whose hearts are upright and who truly walk in your ways, longing for the land of Israel. Have compassion on me and strengthen my heart to truly long, yearn, and pine for the land of Israel. Let me engage in much prayer and pleading about this every day. Please, open the treasury of unearned gifts for me. Graciously grant me unearned kindness and quickly save me so that I will come to the land of Israel in peace and unharmed and I will draw all of its abundant holiness unto myself. My Father in heaven, help me and save me in your awesome wonders, in the ways of your counsel known to you, in accordance with the simple and wholehearted ways of the true great sadiqin May I pass and leap over every type of constriction into which I have fallen, and which I have experienced more than enough times. May he who says to his world, Enough, tell my troubles, Enough. Constantly guide me and teach me wondrous true counsel, so that I will always gladden myself, even with frivolous words and jokes. May gladness in Hashem be my strength for ever. In your vast compassion and undeserved kindness, lift me on the wings of eagles, and bring me quickly and swiftly to the land of Israel, the Holy Land. Perhaps there I will come close to you and truly begin anew to serve you in fear and love with true simplicity and wholeheartedness and with complete faith in accordance with your good will. Unique Master, filled with compassion, my God and my King, I pray to you. Hear my prayer. Accept the voice of my petition. Be pleased with me when I implore you. If I have found favor in your eyes, O King, and the matter is proper before you, all in the merit and might of the true Sadikim. Then act for their sake, to fulfill my request and perform my petition. Be with me and help me from now on so that I will truly turn away from evil entirely and always do what is good in your eyes. Gladden my soul at all times. May I always strengthen myself with might and gladness and cheer myself with every kind of happiness in the world, even with frivolous matters, so that I will be joyful always. May I attain complete and upright faith, and go in true simplicity and wholeheartedness, in accordance with your good will, until I will travel quickly to the land of Israel, arrive there in peace, and attain all true and eternal good. May the physicality of my body not impede any of this. May the true tzaddikim do as they wish, with every part of my soul and with my entire body, and not as the lusts of my coarse body desire, heaven forbid." May I nullify my will before your will and the will of the true holy tzaddikim. May their merit protect us. Receiving from the Treasury of Unearned Gifts Master of the world, Master of the entire world, have compassion on me, compassionately fulfill my requests for the good. Graciously grant me a gift from the Treasury of Unearned Gifts. In absolute compassion and great mercy, Bring me close to you from where I am now. Bring me quickly to the land of Israel solely out of your kindness that I have not earned. For whom did you create the treasury of unearned gifts? The tzaddikim do not need an unearned gift because they earn their attainments with their good deeds. They do not eat the bread of shame at all. Even when they are not learning Torah and they make themselves as completely simple people, reviving themselves from the treasury of unearned gifts, That, too, is a wondrous and awesome service in a very wondrous and elevated way in which you take great delight. Because of this, they receive ever more wondrous reward, doubled and quadrupled. Therefore, the tzaddikim certainly do not need an unearned gift. And if we were to think that you created the treasury of unearned gifts for the wicked... You reveal to us through your true tzaddikim that the wicked certainly do not deserve to receive anything from that treasury. Therefore, it must be that the essence of the treasury of unearned gifts is meant to satisfy the spirit of the tzaddikim who desire to bring close your children who have become distanced from you. At the time that they act in a simple manner, they receive and revive themselves from that treasury in order to draw the life force of holiness and good abundance unto all those who have fallen and become distanced from you, to support them, sustain them, revive them, and strengthen them, despite their grievous fall and alienation. The tzaddikim bring them close to you by means of the treasury of unearned gifts. For from that treasury, the tzaddikim are able to receive undeserved kindness that will enable them to bring all people close to you, as you reveal to us in your holy Torah. I still rely and depend on all of these things alone. I look forward from a distance to a good end with optimistic hope. I brazenly raise my face to you, insolently and stubbornly, to ask you now to bring me quickly to the land of Israel, the land of life, the land of holiness. Bring me truly close to you with great joy by means of the ways of simplicity wholeheartedness, and truly complete faith in accordance with everything that I have requested until now of you who are filled with compassion. Hashem will act on my behalf. Hashem, your kindness is forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. Amen and Amen.